ஓம் சுஹனாவது சஹனோ புனக்து சக வீரியம் கரவாவகை தேஜஸ்வினாவதீதமஸ்துமாவித்விஷாவகை ஓம் ஷாந்திஷாந்திஷாந்தி நமஸ்தே டு ஆல் let us look at the text where we left off atha khalviyam brahma vidya sarvopanishad vidyava rajan asmakam bhagavata maitrina akhyatam te kathayishyami so shakayanya the teacher here to whose teacher is shakayanya huh whose teacher is shakayanya yes so shakayanya tells brihadratha that you know now atha now what Brahmavidya, this Brahmavidya, which is um, the which is the truth of all vidyas, which is basically every single vidya that is there, every single even the vidya of uh, various branches of knowledge, like physics, you know, astronomy, astrology, Dhanur Vidya, Nakshatra Vidya, you know, all these things, you know. शिक्षा कल्प ज्योतिषम निरुक्तम ऑल दीज थिंग्स ऑल द विद्यास ऑफ वेरियस ब्रांचेस ऑफ नॉलेज आर बेस्ड ऑन दिस वन विद्या कॉल्ड ब्रह्म विद्या इन अदर वर्ड्स देर इज ए वेरी इनडायरेक्टली हिंटेड एट द फैक्ट दैट देर इज यू नो दैट देर इज दिस ऑल नॉलेज विच ऑबेन्स एज आई बिकॉज when i ask you are you here and you say yes hopefully <laughs> what are you saying you are saying i know i exist that's really what you're saying you know i know i exist and this i know never becomes i don't know even when the object of knowledge you know you you may not know you may not know a particular object of knowledge you may not know greek you may not know chinese language but then you know you don't know you see what i'm saying yeah it's an ontological issue where the this this knowledge which never becomes ignorant it it's it, the i which is all knowledge this knowledge it never becomes ignorant this knowledge never you know the i never says i don't know i exist you may you may profess ignorance about various things in the universe various objects you may even profess ignorance about the subject i don't know atma i don't know myself that is why i'm here you don't know yourself how i don't know myself as the upanishad unfolds my nature correct ha ah. i don't know myself 
uh, in the same way that the Upanishad sees me, I can't see myself. Therefore, I have self-ignorance. Who is saying that? The knowledgeable being. <laughs> the one who is all knowledge, the one who is Sarvatma, the one which is everything, that is the one. The, that is the one who says, I don't know. So the one who says, I don't know, is, is the one who knows, really. And so this Brahmavidya, this knowledge is really about the truth of the self. And this truth of the self is, you know, is the one that is to be, that, that is to be understood. This self is to be understood. And that knowledge which uh, teaches about the self is called Brahmavidya. And this Brahmavidya, you know, how do we, um, how do we break this up? You know, how do we break up Brahmavidya? Yeah, of course, the most straightforward way is to say knowledge of Brahman. Brahmano Vidya, Brahmavidya. But then we have a problem because then we treat Brahman as yet one more object in the universe. So, which it is not, which is, it is the subject, it is the truth of everything. And so, really speaking, you know, we have to say, uh, you know, it is Aupachariki Shashti. It is the, the sixth case, the genitive or the possessive case knowledge of Brahman where Brahman is you know grammatically speaking the object of the sentence um, you know is is aupachariki uh, aupachariki means the sixth case is just for the sake of grammatical usage because there is no other way of expressing this uh, this term Brahman, knowledge of Brahman so can you say knowledge belonging to Brahman perhaps <laughs> but then again it uh, creates an awkward situation then what knowledge belongs to Brahman then you have to ask that you know and uh, so therefore uh, the you know you can't say knowledge of Brahman it's awkward you cannot say Brahman's knowledge knowledge belonging to Brahman because B Brahman is free of all attributes and so if you favor this knowledge as an attribute of Brahman then we get stuck in some other murky waters you know stagnant waters of uh, of uh, you know where which don't lead anywhere and stagnant waters of these church this charcha this discussion which doesn't lead anywhere and so one is stuck with the sixth case but the sixth case is called Aupachariki here, Brahma Vidya, Brahmano, Brahmanaha Vidya, Brahmano Vidya, Brahma Vidya. Aupachariki means just for the sake of expression, Upachara, just for the sake of Achara, just for the sake of, uh, you know, expressing it grammatically, we are stuck with the possessive case. Possessive case means when you say Rama's bow, you know, bow of Rama, knowledge of Brahman, like that. And so, uh, so here it is like saying Rahu's head, <laughs> you know, Rahu ho shiraha, Rahu's head means what? <laughs> Rahu is all head, Rahu is a malefic planet which, uh, which emerged during the, you know, uh, during the, during that, the manthana, you know, the churning of the ocean, all highly metaphoric. The ocean, you know, is the is the unconscious mind, 
and then all the horrible things, all the uh, terrible things have to come out before the ocean <laughs> is, uh, you know, yields uh, this Amritam, the knowledge of immortality and so on. And so, of course, the Rakshasas want a taste and, you know, and then, you know, Rahu Ketu are formed because of a slaying of an Asura and when the head, you know, the head drops in one place and the tail drops in another place and they become two beings and so Ketu is, dis, you know, decapitated and Rahu is disembodied. This is how it is. Rahu is all head. So you cannot say the head of Rahu and still make sense. If you are using the word, uh, the expression head of Rahu in one sentence with a straight face, it is merely Aupachariki. You now you understand the meaning of Upachara. So here too, when he, when he says Brahma Vidya, so this knowledge which is, which in fact Brahman is all knowledge. And the knowledge is not an attribute to Brahman, just like an ornament is attribute to a, to a bride. No, the, the, you know, Brahman is without any attributes. And so the knowledge you cannot say belongs to Brahman. And the knowledge you cannot say has attached itself to Brahman. No, Brahman is manifest in the form of knowledge. And even unmanifest, it's all knowledge. And so therefore, this is, you know, this is what has to be understood. So, whether we are talking of the knowledge of the self or whether we are talking of the knowledge of objects in the universe, it's all, you know, it's all sustained by Brahman and every object that emerges in the course of this, you know, this thing called Jagat, in the course of this Rishti, this, uh, you know, creation which is more of a projection, Every object that emerges is what? Is Brahman alone? Is a manifestation of Brahman? So therefore, Brahma Vidya, this is the knowledge of, of Brahman, which is underscored by the same message in, you know, the same message of which is underscored in all the Upanishads in existence and not only all Upanishads in existence, tomorrow if a new Upanishad is channeled by a brand new Rishi and what? And then that too is, is included in Sarvo Upanishad Vidya, that too cannot contradict this. And this again is a very beautiful um, uh, thing which shows that, you know, the message of the Upanishads, the, it, 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 uh, it is free of two contradictions. There is no external contradiction, like there is no contradiction from, you know, other Upanishads which say Atma is two, but this Maitri Upanishad finally says Atma is one. No, you will not find that. You will also not find that the Upanishad has any internal contradictions, that the first chapter is saying something and the second chapter is contradicting it. That also will not happen because we are talking of, you know, something that is free from flaws because it is Apaurusheya. Apaurusheya means it is, it is, uh, you know, it is channeled, it is not authored, uh, you know, Bhagavan is the author. And so, yesterday we saw the introduction to the story of the Valakhilyaha, this group of rishis 
which are here which are uh, in in the accounts of the vedas all over either depicted as the manasaputraha of lord brahmaji manasaputra means the 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 mental children you know the the sankalpa children uh, you know because brahmaji's children means what everybody is brahmaji's child because everything is created by by lord brahma alone so therefore uh, you know sankalpa matrena so if he thinks of these rishis then these rishis suddenly come to being so just uh, they are, that's why they are called the brain brain children mind children of uh, offspring of lord brahma ji by some accounts and who who became highly you know uh, emotionally highly matured and gained this knowledge and then went on to uh, what is that again this knowledge from lord brahma ji or from some other guru and then they went on to become the um, seers in their own right and uh, they are credited with channeling uh, many mantras 11 mantras in the rigveda so this is one account and the second account is what the second account is that these valakhilyaha uh you know if we take the vyutpatti if we take the origin of the name itself then they are some they are rishis uh, in the form of some kind of grasses very strong short stubby grasses you know in either account they are very short because when they are uh, you know seen as manasaputras then they are uh, told uh, we are told that they are thumb sized you know yeah angushthamatra manasaputraha you know of lord brahma and here also these short stubby grasses they they grow on abandoned hillocks of rubble in between cultivated lands or you know some waste land sometimes you know sometimes as a little rubble and so you and uh, you know they are rain fed grasses but then because they are you know neglected they are not you know they are not cultivated plants they are very hardy and strong and uh, in the olden days you know to repair the chariots and to to uh, you know to to stuff something in between in the hub of the wheel of the chariot especially the part where it is you know rubbing on to the axle so that when the chariot moves there is not that creaking sound there is some so they were shock absorbers so to speak these balakhilyas and then you know and then they grace the uh, chariot of lord brahma ji in certain accounts and in certain other accounts they were shock absorbers for the sun cha- the chariot of surya bhagavan so in either case here they were you know uh, sitting tight in the middle of the wheels or uh, wheel of the cart lots of time for contemplation and lots of time to you know get rid of raga dveshas and then what happened so they became apahata papmanah tigmate jasaha and urdhvaretasaha so they were you know they became renunciants of the highest order free of desires free of papa punya and sharp as a you know sharp as a razor blade intellect wise and then what happened so one day they all got together and asked lord prajapati prajapati is another name for brahma okay there is not one more teacher here so they asked prajapati the lord brahma ji what did they ask 
they asked for this knowledge how did they ask they you know this is very nice way of asking so then uh, you know uh, that this is how they asked bhagavan shakatam iva achetanam shariram kasyaishakhalva khalu idrishah mahima atindriya bhutasya yena etadvidham etachetanavat pratishthapitam prachodaitava asya yad bhagavan vetsi tadasmakam bruhi iti tan hovacha iti so tan hovacha iti we have to take in the beginning so tan is so no sorry the tan hovacha iti we have to take it to the next mantra so we for our purposes you know it it uh, we will only discuss up till bruhi iti and so the what did they ask you know they said oh bhagavan oh lord oh lord prajapati oh, oh revered teacher shakatam iva achetanam shariram see they have been uh, what should i say gracing the wheels of the chariot or every cart that moves because you know if you stuff these grasses apparently there is a smoother movement in that uh, key 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 noise of the iron you know axle rubbing against that that uh, you know the uh, the hub is not there you know it is reduced and also the shock it, they are like uh, ancient shock absorbers <laughs> and so sitting in the cart they had the chance sitting in the wheel of the cart and you see the other thing is metaphorical here everything about the cart was moving they were in one place <laughs> yeah so the movement upon the car, the movement of the cart depended upon them sitting tight in one place yeah they were not moving the wheel was moving the axle was moving in its own way the cart was moving the horses were moving and the person the reins were moving and the person driving the the cart was also moving from side by side being jostled by the movement you know valakhilyas if we take uh, the account of the stuffed grasses you know grasses stuffed in the um, you know hub of the wheel of the chariot or the or the cart they were not moving you know so that itself because they were so ready for the knowledge that itself became opened a chapter of contemplation opened a whole area of contemplation because for the person who is um, who is emotionally mature and who is sensitive to things that are happening you know um, around her or him and for the person who is devout and who you know is is uh, is uh, is seeing bhagavan everywhere was cultivated that meditation the open eye meditation of seeing bhagavan in everything and everywhere uh, you know as everything then you know one starts seeing something a little more what, what should i say extra you know extra means more than what the regular person what is the regular person the regular person without this preparation sees this is the this is the difference between the person who is prepared and unprepared you know for the unprepared person the teacher can be standing right in front for example and that person may go away without recognizing either the teacher or 
his or her own need for self knowledge and for another person any kind of a uh, sign you know anything is a sign from the universe and you know and then you know they they they, they are able to respond to that because they have stopped being reactive uh, you know people and they are well, and once one stops the reactivity reactivity is is action based on the pressure created by ragadveshas so if one stops being reactive then one is naturally and spontaneously responding to situations rather than uh, reacting acting and reacting so you see in this place you see sitting tight in the wheel of the chariot gives there is a lot of scope for very deep contemplation so they can you know they can think oh we are sitting still and everything is turning round and round and in fact based on us sitting still everything is moving smoothly and likewise is there any other being there must be some being who is likewise sitting still in this world of of what's its name all movement because you see this whole jagat is nothing but movement there is nothing that is still starting with your own mind it is not still yeah and starting with the mind it's not still and the body is not still therefore and then what else you know this uh, um, you know everything even if you watch if you keep watching let's say you put a camera on a small butt and then you you automatically program the camera to take many 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 frames in the course of two days in the course of two days let's say you have 2000 photographs one photograph you have 1000 photograph on each day and then you see that even the bud which looks very still and you can't even make out the difference already has bloomed a little more at the end of photograph number 2000 it has bloomed it has opened up but you don't see it opening but it is nonetheless opening likewise everything is in motion everything is in motion and nothing is still and not only that you know things are in motion when when there is chaos like a big uh, tsunami like a big um, you know even th- even then things are in motion but here the things that are in motion there seems to be some kind of an order even in the disorder like tsunami there is some kind of an order there appears to be when it starts when it stops how long it lasts and everything that's in motion is not colliding against something else it is it is it is having its own you know uh, trajectory and it's having its own uh, path it's charting its own path and somehow it is relating to other things seamlessly and so what do we see from this we see that we, you know what did they see they saw that they were there there must be some being just like they were the beings who were the who were the center of this chariot which was sitting still to allow all the motion to to proceed smoothly similarly they thought 
that they must be on a large this is happening on the micro scale and on the macro scale you know this is the, there must be a being who is very very still and based on that stillness everything else is moving and and uh, and the second thing they the second conclusion they came from their contemplation of years of sitting in the middle of the wheel of the chariot that this being must be very very intelligent in fact it must be all knowledge all sentience and this being you know must be you know must be the the uh the, the 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 force behind this universe and so they ask the question based on this kind of a contemplation and uh, what do they say you know they say um yeah so they say uh, shakatam eva achetanam shariram very simple shakata means cart <laughs> yeah so shakatam eva like even this cart whose wheels we are gracing achetanam shariram this body is what to call you know insentient how do we know this body is insentient vyavahara through vyavahara we know that you know because you know once you, you, you see that when the prana departs from this body when the you know when there is a dead body it is insentient it does not move all its own this body without breathing life into it and without some being powering this body this body is just a bunch of five elements which are also insentient it is crafted from the five elements which are again insentient and we we heard a lot about the nature of this body um, earlier in brihadratha's monologue in the last lesson where he says that this is just a bunch of you know a, a bunch of blood bones tissues and a mass of you know uh, malodorous uh, of gassing you know thing and then this body how can you even you know take this body to be yourself and how can you uh, look for boons to adorn this body with enjoyment which is so finite so even in its finitude this body you know has come into being and then this body is being powered and then when the time goes this body also goes away the 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 life giving force goes away and the body also you know what should i say uh, comes to an end stops functioning and becomes composed so this they have understood shariram eva shakatam sorry shakatam eva etat shariram this shariram is is achetanam achetanam means you know it is insentient what you know shariram like even a chariot like even a cart because you see they have been sitting in the cart and these they say they see that the horses are ready you know and then the cart is also ready but the driver has to come sit down and then do what you know has to you know power up the horses so to speak and uh, you know and in powering up the horses the uh, the horses start to 
um, the, the horses start to function, the horses start to, you know, uh, move. So they, they have seen this, the horses are there, but they are not moving on their own. And what happens, you know, somebody comes and tells the horses, go, and then take a left turn. No, 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 slow down because there is something coming on the other side. Another cart is coming on the other side. Stop, the lane is narrow. Take a right turn. Oh, go far, go faster because we have to deliver this thing, uh, this passenger somewhere and then it has to go faster. Now slow down. <laughs> and then the horses are old. The horses are tired. <laughs> clippity clop, clippity clop. You know, they just go. And even if the driver drives, you know, come on, come on, come on. They can only go at a certain pace. And then what? And then the horses drop. One day the horses just drop. And and this chariot, you know, is, is what? It turns over on the side, falls into a ditch, and perhaps loses, you know, loses some parts of it which are, you know, important, and then what? And then the chariot is uh, also abandoned. So you see, very beautiful, even in the question here, even we haven't yet come to the question, we are just looking at this imagery, shakatam iva achetanam shariram. So if the body is like a cart, and what happens? The horses here would be like the the, the, the prana would be like the breath, the prana, the respiration and all the other, you know, um, involuntary functions that are so nicely taken care of, digestion, circulation, elimination, all these things are just so beautifully taken care of by the pancha prana, huh? these the five pranas here are the horses. But though that prana also has, is in, you know, is not the powerer up, uh, the, the powerer upper of these of this cart you need something else you need a driver to come and sit and command the cart to move to stop to slow down and then when the horse is old and tired and when the body is you know no longer useful the cart is old and creaky no matter how many walakhilyas you put in there it is not working properly in the horses tip over and die the cart you know, is is useless and abandoned somewhere. And so the prana is recalled and the body drops. So this is all, you know, sitting in the cart, you know. <laughs> this is what they have been contemplating. That's why they have been called apahata papmanaha, tigma tejasaha and, uh, you know, urdhvaretas. You know, they, they are very, very uh, emotionally matured, spiritually, you know, very, very, right there, you know, spiritually well prepared for this knowledge. And so sitting in the cart, this is what they have been contemplating. So the contemplation is all about the cart and the horses and the driver. And then, you know, then we have this, you know, beautiful allegory here. Very, very nice. And, you know, imagine... If they had a normal human mind with all this, why me, what's going on? And then they would have a different, you know, if they had a normal 
normal it's not really normal we should say normal <laughs> human mind if they were like anybody else they would have perhaps uh, started to cry and what would they have said oh we are just grasses on the wayside that's why we have been pulled up in clumps and stuffed in the middle of the wheel of this chariot because even our childhood was so neglectful nobody put a cup of water and uh, or or a fertilizer we had no mother no father somehow just like wild reeds we grew in the in this uh, abandoned hillock and people kept piling mud and this and sticks and stones and somehow we grew unloved uncherished uncared and then they they just had the temerity to cut us up and then you know pound us and stuff us in the middle of the hub of this wheel of these chariots and then each time the axle moves we get pressed and pressed and pressed and pressed and as a result of being pressed and pressed and pressed and going ayo ayo stop 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 we have become depressed because we are oppressed and we are repressed and oh what a life and oh this is terrible and then oh one day we will just you know die and then another time we'll be born again as god knows what you know this this could have been their lament <laughs> had they not been prepared ah uh, had they not been prepared emotionally mentally we can e- easily imagine this uh, this story with a different you know with a different ending a different beginning even the beginning would be a very heavy unconscious because they have not had parental care no caregivers no pruners no you know people putting miracle grow on them no mother no father just you know wild you know spontaneous growth somewhere you know and then what and then just uh, uh, you know because of this they are not you know cut and put in vases <laughs> you know except perhaps in some kind of a spoof you know this like this uh, what is that there was one uh, there was one film uh I'm forgetting yeah adams family there is one film where all these spooky uh, people they they it's like a spoof uh, on all these spooky people and then uh, you know this uh, the, the woman there goes to the market and uh, and gets some flowers to get and they do everything upside down ulta so she goes to the market and then buys some roses for her husband you know who is also another spooky uh, ghost like person and then <laughs> so what does she do after coming home everybody you know cuts off the ends and puts the uh, roses in a vase so what does this lady do she cuts off the roses from the top and puts that <laughs> in the garbage and puts the thorny sticks and arranges the thorny sticks nicely and then the husband comes home oh darling it's all for me how sweet of you what a lovely gesture so like that nobody cuts these grasses for ornamentation so they are just plucked in bunches in clumps they are uprooted pounded and then stuffed into this wheel <laughs> stuffed into the hub of the wheel a little you know they can have a gripe about that why little they can have a big gripe about that so maltreatment upon mistreatment you know insult upon injury why me since they are plural why us and we should start a grassroots rebellion you know we should have a we should have a full fledged grassroots revolt 
you know and uh, the, the the you know the uh, we are the sons and daughters of the soil and we cannot be treated this way so they can become protesters they can become uh, activists with the axe to grind and uh, you know why all because they have been ground in the axle of the of the cart so they can have a big axe to grind they can say this is intolerable who thought of this idea and we are neglected and so they can become anarchists they can uh, you know they can have authority issues you know who is the driver of this cart anyway because the driver is also the maintainer and maybe stuffing more grasses and what not and uh, so this is all you know but here they they have become shantaha they are quieted their mind is purified of all the ragadveshas yeah and so purified of ragadveshas they are free of papa punya because they are devout and they are dedicated you know to 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 gaining this knowledge they have a high commitment and they have no other interests in family progeny etc so they are renunciants they have done tyaga of all uh, you know possessions and you know including pet peeves so you know sometimes it's easy to give up possessions sometimes one it is hard to be dispossessed of one's pet notions beliefs and ideologies which run contrary to this knowledge yeah so here they have given up all that and therefore they, their mind is laser sharp and uh, they, therefore they are very ready for this knowledge and therefore sitting in this uncomfortable cart without you know uh, what is, should i say sitting in this uncomfortable cart being pounded on all sides by the axle and the hub moving together sitting there they have <laughs> you know they have become philosophers yeah <laughs> who knows <laughs> so do i exist because i think or <laughs> because i exist i think these kinds of deep questions you know have started to spring in their minds in their hearts and you know and they they are now ready to ask this question giving this allegory or giving this beautiful you know this uh, imagery here at this juncture is that you know you imagine the vadakhilyas you know constantly being rubbed once by the axle the other time by the hub and then they have to sit still in this rubbing in this rubbing in this rubbing and that is a metaphor for kala chakra acting upon a person's life yeah the wheel of time you know there is an upwards swing of the wheel of time ha wonderful lottery ticket <laughs> you know crew holiday everybody loves me and is honoring me and showering me with praises and then there is a downward trend of time you know oh my god lay off <laughs> you know dismissal and apavada apavada means insult accident injury and fears tears illness pain sorrow then there is a downward trend called shanikata <laughs> shanikata means a certain kind of a, you know placement of uh, the saturn so the saturn is placed you know that's just an explanation 
So then again, there is an upward trend. The wheel moves like this, and then the fortunes smile. You know what is that? Lady luck, lady fortune. She shows all her thirty-two teeth. Yeah, you know, if not thirty-two, twenty-eight. Oh, twenty-eight. Why is she holding the four teeth back? No, no, no. Don't take that to heart because she just had those wisdom teeth removed. Okay, that's all. So, Lady Luck is showing all the all her teeth, and then there is an upward swing of the wheel, and then what? There's a downward trend of the wheel, and then the the you know the uh, the subtle message here. Two messages. The first message is that during this Kala Chakra, the upward and the downward swing. we have to sit tight one has to sit tight the karma yogi one has to be a karma yogi and only then you can sit tight in glad acceptance if not glad you know scratch strike through glad in kind of a um, acceptance of what is happening you know oh but i would no matter what i'm doing it's not changing ha ha that is what i'm saying act and then the inevitable the invariable is bhagavan the invariable and the inevitable is that which we call the infallible which is revealed by the shruti as bhagavan you know that which is infallible is bhagavan so if you can't alter it then you have to put it take it to the altar or take your frustration about not being able to alter it to the altar of surrender that's all you can do yeah that's why it's called altar <laughs> because the altar of surrender when you surrender something a situation that you cannot act upon then what happens oh then bhagavan alters it no <laughs> bhagavan alters you the, like the valakilyas and you become more matured more prepared less hung up on small small things you know like every everything becomes small for the gnani yeah and for the gnani wanna be more and more things start to become small and inconsequential in the beginning the person fights for every little thing you know every inch every dot every you know dot over every i that is missing is a big thing every t that is not crossed is a big thing every plus did and 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 everything is a big thing why because the person's insecurity is the biggest thing of all that is driving this you know this kind of behavior in the world the person becomes a you know a hardened being you know the person becomes a hardened person a hardened jeeva unforgiving of oneself and therefore unforgiving of the rest of human kind and the rest of the universe unforgiving of bhagavan and and just you know just somebody one has to deal with because everything is a problem and that problem is not uh, you know kept in kept to oneself it is aired out constantly constantly aired out constantly advertised constantly you know relying on the whole universe to fulfill their you know their big gap there is a big gap no and uh, this is you know this there is a big hole where it should be full there is a big inner hole <laughs> like that man's brain scan <laughs> you know yesterday it came in the news 
that this uh, man in his 80s you know was feeling a little weak and you know and had had one or uh, two falls you know and then this is all age appropriate in a way because as one grows older one feels a little weak one feels like one has to be careful about falling down and uh, so and they took him to the doctor and what happened <laughs> what happened to the doctor and the doctor said uh, let us do a brain scan and the doctor checked up everything everything came out normal he's talking normally he is you know uh, interacting normally he's also walking normally just complained of weakness and uh, and uh, instability and then they did a brain scan <laughs> you should see the brain scan <laughs> one side he, he was complaining of weakness on the left side and so the right side of the brain where there should have been brain cells and tissue there was a huge hole yeah <laughs> the size of a of a small melon yeah a big hole size of a small apple if not a melon and size of a big apple there is a hole and the doctors were flummoxed how is he walking how is he talking how is he remembering you know because this this all this is the frontal lobe and then if the frontal lobe is just empty like this how is this happening it is bhagavan it was some kind of an air pocket <laughs> so like this if you scan the jiva <laughs> if you scan any jiva there will be a big hole <laughs> where it should be tatvamasi or rather aham brahmasmi <laughs> where that understanding should be frolicking and gambolling there is a huge hole <laughs> and to fill up this hole the person frantically looks for any kind of thing that one can grasp and turn it into one's own advantage and and so this this kind of a grabbing tendency this kind of a hardened tendency this kind of a tendency of seeing everything as a problem starts with and is centered upon what is centered upon not knowing the self atma avidya atma avidya self ignorance and that ignorance manifests as this big hole yeah in the heart yeah, uh, sometimes the upanishad you know changes this metaphor of a hole to a knot a big knot in the heart hridaya granthi regardless of you know which metaphor you take it's like a big gap a gaping wound that, that cannot be filled why because it doesn't really exist it is it as though exists and it is clamoring to be filled but really that person cannot be filled up at all the more you fill up the more there will be this lack because you know the the, the lack has to be addressed through self knowledge through knowledge because the lack is not there so if i am having some kind of it's like a amputee pain you know one gets a pain because of uh, you know like they say that there is a ghost limb even after the limb has been cut off due to some you know injury bullet wound and you know some kind of necrosis uh, of the tissues they uh, cut it off they cut off unfortunately the whole limb and when they cut off the limb the person says let's say they have cut off the foot Uh, and you know up till the they have cut off the leg up till the knee and the person says my ankle hurts are you don't have an ankle you cannot reason with a person <laughs> so this is a ghostly pain 
it's a ghastly pain but it's a ghostly pain <laughs> yeah and for this you know one has to have the knowledge that really speaking it it cannot hurt because it is not there i am seeing things that are not there <laughs> and i am seeing things that are not there because there is a vision adjustment that is needed the vision has to be corrected not by karma not by doing more things and wailing a little more crying a little louder crying a little harder making something another thing a big deal no no amount of action is going to deliver uh, this the, you know some kind of a fullness to fill up this pain because this pain is based on not knowing that i am what i seek that one is already full already free already there and therefore you know when one drops the cudgels of this this you know this uh, the weapons with which we go out and fight in the universe start fighting with everybody you know <laughs> starting with the teacher you start fighting with everyone you know why because the pain is so much the pain is so big so deep that everything becomes a big deal and so therefore what so therefore there is a there is a you know there is a turn that happens that needs to happen so the growth starts with becoming bigger than one's pain and what if i'm not bigger you know i know i i know i should be bigger but what if i'm not bigger you know pujya swami ji's you know words you cannot improve upon fake it and make it pretend to be bigger ha huh? and that's why people are married because the spouse you know gives enough reasons to fake it and make it yeah in the household when the spouse says i told you not to do this i told you you could be you know you will land in trouble and this is exactly what happened in every finger wagging moment what do you feel like doing <laughs> you feel like taking the finger and bending it in the opposite direction you are so angry not your finger the spouse's finger <laughs> but you become bigger than that irritation you become bigger than that anger you fake it and make it resolve it later go to a calm place and yell <laughs> go to the ashram and <laughs> find a little you know find a little corner and scream write it out talk it out with a support group with other friends you know you can resolve it later you have to resolve it but in the moment you know you act as though you are bigger than this problem you act as though you are bigger than the rebellion of the teenage children you act as though you are bigger than your disappointment you act as though you are bigger than your anger than your fear than your you know all kinds of things yeah you pretend you are wearing high heels you are looking down on the situation and you are bigger forget high heels you are on stilts and then what happens then because that is the truth you know you're faking it you're not really faking it you know when you make the problems bigger than yourself that is when you are really faking it ah this is you are already making it you can fake it to make it only when what you need to make is already made and so you cannot really fake brahman brahman is you 
इनजस्टिस and all the ways in which i feel repressed oppressed pressed depressed and you know uh, acted upon taken advantage of all these things this is doesn't mean one is a doormat there is a difference have healthy boundaries you know have healthy boundaries but at the same time you know just have a sense of humor about the life you know it's so short and what are we doing here if one is always complaining always you know being a ninja trying to protect oneself offensive and defensive being somebody that has to be dealt with all the time pujya swami ji would say that the person of knowledge is the one that somebody is somebody that you don't have to deal with the universe doesn't have to deal with you that is moksha you are not a burden on anyone else in that way because they don't have to deal with you oh but they have to feed me and you know i need food and all that that's different <laughs> giving food <laughs> to that's why giving food to a sadhu a sanyasi you know or a sanyasi like person is a joy because whatever is given is is ingested with joy you know the sadhu doesn't say oh you did, you didn't put salt or oh this is too uh, too salty this is too got too much spice this is got uh, not enough spice the sadhu doesn't say that sadhu eats whatever is given you know and uh, and so they and and relishes it also that is why you know they are not you know that's why it's a joy to uh, to to serve a sadhu and so if one grows into a sadhu then one is not someone to be dealt with that is the whole idea of of moksha and moksha means freedom from one's own notions freedom from this uh, notion that i am bound by the jagat this is a notion so what one thinks to be an ocean of sorrow is dismissed as a notion of sorrow and so therefore what so therefore here the you know so the first thing to learn from the valakilyas is that this 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 uh, no pun intended here <laughs> so the wheel of atun keeps going round and round the wheel of karma and karma phala keeps going round and round i sit tight i use this uh, opportunity to grow into becoming bigger than all the slings and arrows of, that the outrageous fortune has put against me yeah i grow bigger than that so i use this to go grow bigger than my problems that is the first thing that we learn from you know the, that is in summing up that's one thing we learn from the valakilyas and then the second thing we learn is that you know you see they were just stuffed in between the axle and the hub so that they would cushion the movement of the chariot and uh, stop it from creaking and uh, making all this noise and so as a result you know, imagine being stuffed there it's not a very comfortable situation 
so they are being pounded and pounded and pounded and pounded and pounded yeah they are being worn down and worn out in the process so to speak and just like that we use all adversities to to become mature and uh, as opportunities for emotional maturity and for preparation for this teaching so every adversity is a blessing to be able to see the difficulties as a blessing is itself a blessing yeah and that blessing if one allows oneself to receive because that blessing the potential of the blessing is there but that blessing doesn't go very well with uh, why me why why me why why not you know someone else why is this happening to me that blessing doesn't go well with this kind of a thinking so the removal of this kind of a thinking makes this you know this rubbing you know the the rubbing of time against the body mind complex the rubbing of the exigencies of one's own karma the rubbing with other people rubbing against situations all these things become you know what raw materials the recipe for self growth and when i look at it that way then i use the i welcome the adversities to grow you know out of all the ragadveshas that is how one becomes apahata paapmanah and then tigmatejasah urdhvaretasah all of these and then you know one becomes like even the valakhilyas extremely you know potent spiritually you know potent to 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 uh, what's the word for it to pursue their uh, the, the reason for their being The, uh, and the, which is the reason for everyone's being what is that to be you know free of the the cycle of becoming to 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 be free of birth and death and even in this uh, life to stop dying a thousand deaths all the time this is what the whole thing is and you know and therefore then they they, they are ready with this very very erudite question um you know they say that this body is like a cart achetanam achetanam means what insentient kasya esha khalu you know kasya esha khalu you know uh, whose khalu whose indeed idrishah mahima whose glory is this which is parading in the form of this body whose glory is it because this glory doesn't belong to the body the body as we have seen is gory <laughs> there is no glory there is only gory you know attached to the as an adjective attached to the body with all the flesh and bones and blood and you know all these malodorous secretions this body is gory it doesn't have any glory and so what is this you know whose glory is lighting up this body whose glory kasya esha mahima you know whose glory is right lighting up as though this body you know kalu indeed idrishi you know idrishah mahima this kind of a glory and what does it mean idrishah mahima we have to you know 
unfold it a little more here idrishaha mahima means this kind of a glory that is you know that is unfolding in the form of the ability to move the ability to digest food pranic glory the ability to breathe hunger thirst and the ability to fulfill them pranic glory the ability to think mental glory the ability to you know have the ability to look a certain way all this body glory so the you know the glory connected to the physical you know appearance and so whose glory is this that is that is borrowed obviously this is a borrowed glory because we have seen dead bodies you know and the dead bodies don't have this glory they are bereft of this glory these glories so idrishah in this form this kind of glory who is this and they you know they ask their question and they answer it themselves atindriya bhutasya this must be belonging to a being that is atindriyah atindriyah means you know atindriyah means the um, some you know a being that cannot be objectified by the senses this also they know amazing yeah a being who is not a, we are not able to see this being locally unavailable being but it must be some being bhutah and asya atindriyasya bhutasya you know idrishah mahima they have concluded so who is this they 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 want to know who is this being that cannot is not an object of the senses i cannot see this being powering the body just like i see the driver getting off and on the chariot and powering up the horses and the chariot through his words and through the reins i don't see any being the driver of the chariot is indriya gocharaha the driver of the chariot uh, to to go back to this example of the cart the driver of the cart is indriya gocharaha gocharaha means available for objectification through the senses i hear him giving command to the horses go go you know come on move uh, you know and then i i i see him getting on the horse i see him using the little whip to to you know drive them faster i see him pulling the reins go to the left and then you know the the horses turn to the left go to the right stop you know go faster i see him doing that but by contrast even though everything here seems to be as organized as the you know as a as, the, as someone is driving it like the as a well driven cart it seems to be very organized somebody is making the jagat go in this direction now it is summer now there is a blizzard now there is autumn and all the leaves leaves are falling and suddenly it is spring all the leaves come back all the flowers come back everything is just glorious gorgeous fascinating beautiful fantastic and and then what and then you know and then there is the cycle of seasons again so who is the driver of the seasons who is the driver of this body who is the driver of all the cravings of this body i want this i want that i i can't we have you know i can't uh, i have to keep on achieving something or the other 
who is the one that has made the body chetana who is the body with the breath who is the one that is moving in the body in the form of that sentience who is that and it must be someone that i can't see that i can't objectify this is a beautiful thing so that in unobjectifiable being something that transcends my the five senses is not an object of the five senses who is this being achetanam shariram you know because of whom this insentient body comes to life and then moves like even a well driven cart and then what then they say va or asya prachodayita kah asya prachodayita kah oh i have left one word uh, i have left one phrase out yeah let's come back here so yena etad vidham atindriya bhutasya yena by whom etad vidham uh, in this manner etad shariram we have to add chetanavat pratishthapitam so who is this being who who transcends the five senses who transcends all you know all uh, reasoning who is not established by the five senses who is not validated or you know ratified by reasoning logic etc who is beyond logic indriya agocharah unlike the driver of the cart who is what indriya gocharah so who is this agochara being who is this being who is driving this body this invisible being who is not available to the five senses logic reasoning thinking etc who is beyond the five senses and then because of whom this dead body <laughs> meaning this insentient body you know as though springs to life chetanavat pratishthapitam pratishthapitam means who has set up you know who has set up this insentient body with uh, you know with sentience chetanavat means as though with sentience because the body still does not become sentient the body uh, they are reminding us the valakhilyas here are reminding us that the body doesn't become sentient <laughs> you know the body is not sentient the body is just borrowing the sentience it is as though sentient it's as though sentient it is not sentient it is as though sentient because the sentience we see is blessing the body and being withdrawn by the body which is this being who is this being that is that is powering this body with the sentience and then withdrawing the sentience from the body as it were you know just like the driver who first you know drives the cart and then abandons the cart on the road because the cart is no longer good for passage it is not good to drive in it 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 is it is broken down so the driver the horses first drop the driver abandons the cart so here we don't see the driver coming and going we are not able to 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 make any conclusions about this driver we don't know what the driver looks like we don't know what the driver you know is doing or not doing we don't see the driver in action and we don't see the driver sitting and commanding something so 
we don't we cannot even logically you know come to a certain conclusion based on two three because we see this dead body being propped up with sentience this is exactly what it means chetanavat pratishthapitam means this this dead body is propped up with sentience <laughs> yeah so that is how it is in the in the, in in a wake you know sometimes they have a viewing and a wake and when a sadhu uh, you know uh, passes uh, then the sadhu is you know buried in a sitting position usually and the sadhu is propped up in a sitting position so just like this this body is propped up in a that so that's taken mahasamadhi is propped up in a sitting position it is not sitting by itself but it is propped up with the help of some sticks and you know all kinds of things you know it's propped up in a sitting position and similarly is propped up with ha huh? like even that you know crow who decided to enter the peacock convention and the crow had a complex i am not good enough i'm just you know look at the peacocks how nicely they dance i do want to go to the peacock convention and dance so it tried to enter it was a dharmic crow it tried to go to the gate and said please let me in and they said no don't don't you see this sign and the sign said for peacockly <laughs> it uh, it uh, saw it, it just uh, walked by the edge uh, of the of the fences and then he saw that the, the peacocks as they were dancing nicely were dropping all their feathers lot of the feathers were dropped in the peacock convention so he just picked up a handful of feathers and propped up the feathers on itself and then it sauntered trying to walk like a peacock and then this time the guards at the convention you know thought it was an odd looking peacock but then you know they were all politically correct and they were trained to not make comments on people's bodies and they allowed the this 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 peacock crow peacock <laughs> to come in and then the crow was having a good time dressed as a peacock and it went to the booth and enjoyed its uh, you know enjoyed some samosas then it went to another booth and had pakodas then it went to the third booth and played some games then it went to the fourth booth and had its face painted and then it went to the fifth you know um, and had a pedicure <laughs> and then it went to the sixth booth and played some games you know uh, put put a ring around a, a, a stuffed uh, bunny and won that as a prize and then when when it uh, went to the seventh booth and then tried its hand at karaoke and shoon out of the convention booted out so to this jeeva propped up with the sentience in the you know goes from booth to booth in the jagat eats drinks dances cries sings wails you know does all these things and then drops dead <laughs> because the sentience the peacock feathers here like the peacock feathers the sentience is withdrawn oh lord who is this being that is propping up this body with this sentience and then the rest of it we will see tomorrow om purnamada purnamidam purnat purnamudachyate purnasya purnamadaya purnamevavashishyate om shanti 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 hari hi om shri gurubhyo namaha हरि ओ